This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave and special guest Zeb Lemke. And together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode 34 centimeter. On this spoilerific bonus episode, we review the September 13th show in Paso Robles, California at Vino Robles Amphitheater from Weird Al's 2022 The Unfortunate Return of the Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Ill-Advised Vanity Tour. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. Hey, Ethan. Hey, Zeb. Welcome back to the podcast. Zeb Lemke, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining us. So, now our guest may rem- <laughs> Well, this one was an Ethan-only show, yeah. but Zeb was there, so I guess it's an Ethan and Zeb-only. Uh, so, Dave, you're going to get to hear all about <laughs> our experience at this concert. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yes, I was not at this concert, but I am sitting in on the review because I am very interested to hear how your days went and how the concert went, and I understand it's a really good one, so I'm anxious to hear all about it. Yeah, it was a blast. Let's talk about Zeb briefly. Uh, anyone who's listened to the podcast has heard our interview with Zeb, I'm sure, uh, where we talked about his music and, and his love of Al. And, of course, anyone who listens to the bonus episodes or anything on our podcast has probably heard Zeb's awesome music. Of course, Zeb, you do the Dave's Pick of the Night song, uh, Ethan's Suggestion song, Ethan's prediction for Dave's Pick of the Night. Uh, <laughs> and we always have to clarify oh, it's to you yeah. in the in the episodes that do not make us more songs because we know you will. So, <laughs> so Zeb, give us a little yeah, bit. It's probably good that you say that. Yeah. <laughs> give us a little bit about your history yeah, with and, and this tour. Uh, well, I saw him twice in San Francisco. I did VIP one night and then I took the family the next night. And uh, they loved the 2019 tour, but they, uh, I don't know if it was too late or what, but they both kids fell asleep halfway through the show. Um, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and, and then, uh, yeah, so this is the second kind of round of, of Al coming to this area. And so the Paso was kind of a stretch. I wasn't sure I'd be able to make it because it's a little far for me. But uh, I think you convinced me, Ethan, and, and I'm, I'm glad you did because it was a blast. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, and then there's there's uh, four besides the Paso one. There's like four others this week. So, um, it's lots of fun. Yeah. So we are recording this um, not the night of or not the night after. I am back in New York as we record this. Um, and without giving away too much, I just want to say the Paso Robles show is one of those shows that a lot of people have been talking about, and people are are pretty jealous to not have made it. So, um, I think we're really excited to tell you about it, Dave. So you can. Um, get a glimpse of the majesty that that Zeb and I uh, got to have at this show. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely excited. I'm definitely up, definitely you know disappointed that I didn't get out there with you, both of you and get to see this show. And I definitely want to hear all about it. And I do want to uh, remind people that if they do want to go back and listen to the episode that Zeb was on, and here are some of his music that we played on that episode. You can check out it's episode 87 inch of Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. So uh, definitely check that out if you have not already, or listen to it again. It's it's a fun fun interview with, with Zeb, and we're glad to have you back, Zeb. And I'm anxious to hear all about it. Let's get started. 
Yeah, well, so uh, this was my first time ever meeting Zeb, but before I even got to Paso Robles, I had to get there. Uh, so <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll do my kind of um, <laughs> overview of what I did. So I uh, was staying with UH Jeff in, uh, in L.A., and it was about a, I don't know, three-hour drive up to I went to San Luis Obispo because uh, I knew it would be on the way. And um, I don't know if, if you saw this, Zeb. I know, Dave, you were there, but I went to the bathroom where Al recorded um, my Bologna, the uh, the famous bathroom across from the radio station at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. And uh, I did a, uh, an Instagram live, uh, like about 20 minutes of me showing the, the room and walking around the building and almost getting in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh it was a lot of yeah, fun you told you told me you did that i didn't I, I you mentioned it and then when i left the show afterwards i opened my phone up and there was a big picture of your face doing it so cool. <laughs> yeah and just uh just to give a little bit away uh i did show off the bathroom i you know i showed the urinal and uh that's in al's picture the famous picture that was printed and um i went up to where the radio station now is and uh um, almost got in trouble because I tried to open the door <laughs> jokingly. I was like, Oh, I wonder if the code's 27, 27. And it wasn't. And then I just continued on with the video. And then a guy opens the door. He's like, were you trying to get in the radio station? I'm like, Oh crap. So <laughs> it's, it's worth checking out and see how I handled that situation. If you haven't, that's over on Instagram.com slash 2000 inch. Um, <laughs> it had an unexpected ending. Um, one thing I did want to mention that was not part of the video is um, as I was leaving the building, I think it's the um, the Fine Arts Building or whatever it is, um, I looked at the like kind of building map and the bathroom on the second floor, the men's room where Al recorded it, there's a little music note next to the, the caricature of the little man. So I think they did that as an homage to Weird Al, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh so then before I left San Luis Obispo, I wanted to head downtown, see what I could could see in the limited amount of time. And I think, Zeb, this whole time, you and I are kind of texting, and you're like, I'm at the show, and I'm like, I'm still at the bathroom. And you're like, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> Zeb, you, when did you get yeah, to... Yeah, I, could, I couldn't remember... I couldn't remember how far away Paso Robles was from Cal Poly. It's 30 minutes or so. I thought maybe 45. So yeah, was, about 30. I was getting nervous for you, but... <laughs> Well, I, I just drove straight. I just left work a little early and I drove straight there and um, and I got in line just as it was opening the doors. And oh, wow. Got to enjoy the really nice uh, area. I, I don't know how to describe it. It's a winery, I guess, right? Or something. And um, nice outdoor venue, lots of concessions and just uh, just a neat area. Yeah, well, while you were enjoying that, I, I drove down to downtown, I guess, quote unquote, downtown San Luis Obispo. And... Um, I wanted to check out a few things and I could not find any parking and my GPS kept telling me to turn down roads that were closed. And it was, it was very confusing. So it took me like 15 minutes to figure out where I could go and park. And once I did, I found out that there was some sort of festival going on 
and I'm pretty sure, I don't know if it just coincided with it or if this was part of it, but I'm pretty sure it was the week of welcome for the incoming freshmen, which is, of course, um, you know, in Weird Al lore, we know that Al was one of those week of, week of wealth and week of welcome officers and helped out with that kind of stuff. So I don't know if the festival was part of that or just um, what was going on with that, but uh, there was a cool festival with like street food and um, little um, stands and stuff. Um, But I made my way right down to the Mustang shop, which is where they sell uh, Cal Poly um, merchandise. And um, so that's really cool that you're actually in town for, for a week of welcome, whether you had intended that or not, that's, (laughs) that's pretty cool because yes, you're right. That is, that is a pretty big part of, you know, Weird Al lures that he was one of those week of welcome, you know, uh, I guess people who, who welcomed people, but he also did those, the, yeah, those, uh, those recordings that are very hard to find those flexi discs way back it right probably maybe it's first maybe one of the first times he ever was on any sort of recorded material that was out there like that yeah for sure um so i went into that um that you know it's kind of like the bookstore where they but it's the cal poly merchandise and uh i picked up a couple um cal poly architecture shirts which are really cool um so Dave, you got one, I got one, and uh, I bought one. Oh, thank you. To uh, one for Al and one for Joel Miller uh, as a gift. So <laughs> we'll see if they like that. Oh, nice. <laughs> or if it'll just bring up horrific memories for them both. We'll we'll have to find out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after I left the Mustang shop, um, I was realizing that I started to run out of time. But I was like, I got to check out Bubblegum Alley because I knew it was nearby. And um, I went into this um, store as I was walking to Bubblegum Alley, and they had, like, these T-shirts that said Bubblegum Alley on it. It's like, wow, I want to check this out. So I walk into this store, and it is, like, 30% Elvis, 30% Madonna, and 30% um, uh, Marilyn Monroe. Like, so it's just like, it's very bizarre that it's like right in downtown uh, San Luis Obispo. But then up by the register, they had some um, like postcards and t-shirts and stuff for Bubblegum Alley. So it's like, I got to grab a couple postcards while I'm here. Um, And I thought it was funny that, you know, Elvis was so thoroughly represented since Dave, um, you, you have a connection to Elvis. Right. (laughs) So wow, uh, that's that shop sounds great. I would, I mean, I've been to San Luis Obispo, geez, over twenty years ago now at this point, probably uh, close to twenty years ago, and and I don't remember that shop, but I don't, <laughs> but I'm sure maybe it wasn't there, or maybe I didn't go to it. it kinda, but yeah, I, now I have a reason to go back and check out this Elvis store. <laughs> well, it reminded me of uh, that store in Lancaster at the American Music Theater, where it was just like a lot of like Elvis related stuff. Um, so it was that same kind of stuff, um, if you can picture oh, okay, that, yeah. Um, so then I went... Yeah, the, the gift shop inside the American Music Theater. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so then I went to Bubblegum Alley proper, and I uh, chewed up some, some gum, and I stuck it to the wall. Um, <laughs> and nice. then, uh, uh, you know, it's starting to get later, and Zeb's texting me, wondering where well, I am. Well, let me ask you, <laughs> Ethan, Ethan... Uh, 
Back in 2003, Vicky DeVries, Rhymes with Cheese, and I, we went, we did pretty much, you know, the, the journey up to San Luis Obispo. We actually saw Weird Al perform there, but we also, uh, you know, did all the sites. And one of the sites we did go to was Bubblegum Alley. And I did deposit a piece of gum there. So I'm going to ask you if you saw my piece of gum. But I also, <laughs> Vicky and I also, uh, we put up, we put up a picture of Weird Al, and we stuck it up on the wall with gum. So is oh. that picture still there? I, yes, yeah. Oh wow, there, there was, yeah, <laughs> definitely, Dave. <laughs> there was. It a was hole. probably there, but just buried, yeah. buried under other bubble, like twenty years worth of bubble Maybe. gum. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, the alley's only no, like a I, foot, I doubt a it foot survived. wide now. There's so much gum, Dave. <laughs> Oh, really? Oh. Fit, no. I think they must scrape it down every the wall's gonna no, fall over every so often. Um, it actually, yeah, I guess they have to clean it, right? Because it's it's yeah. it's got to be pretty gross, but also, yeah, it's got to have a buildup of some sort, it's, and it's got to maybe I don't know how much bubble gum weighs, but it's it's got to <laughs> affect the wall at some point, right? The it, weight. It definitely like it, last time I was there in 2018, I went out during the. Uh, the weekend that I was out for the star ceremony and it seemed like grosser and smellier before. So they must've, I don't know if it was just the weather was, was less warm this time or something, but uh, I didn't see quite (laughs) as many flies. It didn't smell quite as many smells. Uh, (laughs) So they must've gotten rid of your piece of gum, Dave. I'm sure that was the, uh, the smelly part. Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) Well, I, I now know we have a new job for our intern, Frank. If anybody who's over there in the uh, San Luis Obispo uh, Chamber of Commerce needs somebody to clean the gum off the walls at Bubblegum Alley, we, we volunteer our intern, Frank, to, to go over there and, and clean that for you. Well, I, I, I actually rescind that, Dave. I, I think that we should stick our intern, Frank, to the wall instead. <laughs> <laughs> We should have like a, a flash mob of Weird Al fans, and we'll just p- cover intern Frank and gum and just stick him to the wall. And uh, ooh, I like <laughs> that idea. Him. I like it. Let's do it. But if he does get down, then yes, he'll have to clean it <laughs> with his tongue. Yeah. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course, his, he's got a very scratchy tongue, like a cat, um, as I found out. Uh, so, uh, as I was leaving, why do you know this? <laughs> he licked I don't me. want to know he, that story. He licked me once. Uh, as I was leaving, okay. uh, I did see a local, um, sort of like a freebie newspaper. Um, and I grabbed one, uh, for you, Dave, because it did have Weird Al mentioned. And I, I also, uh, wanted to say Ooh. I grabbed the, um, the student newspaper when I was at Cal Poly because, in their sort of week of welcome section, one of the events they had listed was Weird Al performs in Paso Robles. And they had a little write-up about how he used to be a student. So uh, you've got one of those too, Dave. Um, Thank you. Appreciate that. And uh, before I actually get to Paso Robles, I want to mention um, a friend of mine, a friend of the podcast, Jonathan Shockley. Um, he was actually the guy that um, Robin Van Von Swank. When we interviewed her, she's like, "Oh, whenever I go to, you know, to do a Weird Al photo shoot, I always bring my friend with me, who's a big Weird Al fan." Well, that's Jonathan, and so he was supposed to go to the Paso show, uh, oh. but was unable to go. So he said, "Ethan, if you know anyone who needs tickets or just wants to upgrade their tickets, I'll send them to him." So he ended up sending uh, Zeb 
and Jeremy samples his tickets um, to give them an option of a better seat in case they wanted it. So wanted to give him a shout out. He does. Yeah. Oh, how nice. He so, does. So the, while you were, uh, we got those tickets, and then while you were, uh, you know, still on your way up, I I got there earlier. I wasn't just hanging out and enjoying the area. I went down and hung out with Jeremy for a while. We got to talk a lot, which is nice. And we scouted the seats, right? So we're like, okay, here's the seats we got. Here's the ones I already have. And I ended up staying in my seat because it was really, really pretty good. And it was only like 10 feet away from that other one. But the other one was down a little lower. It had a kind of a not quite as good angle. Mm. Um, okay. But, uh, but yeah, so it ended, up being, it ended up being great. But, yeah, we scouted the whole area while, while you were uh, still coming in. So we made <laughs> sure we had the right, right spots. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, so finally, um, Zeb, I arrived at uh, Paso Robles. It took me about, I don't know, I guess around 30 minutes. I did grab um, some authentic Mexican food in uh, San Luis Obispo before I left, a burrito to have in the car. And um, yeah, I made it. And I got to meet you for the very first time. I was so happy. That's right. That was awesome. It's been yeah. a long time coming. I know. <laughs> I try- it really like, has. You're on, I'm, by the, I'm by the merchandise. No, you're not. Well, now I'm in the bathroom. Oh, cool. This is going to be fun. <laughs> but then you'd come out. So it wasn't as awkward as it could have been. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it could have been worse. Well, not too long after we met, um, I saw that the trash can said, you eat it, you compost it. And I thought it was funny that it literally said eat it on the uh, the venue trash can. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, and then you gave did me you take some one home for your collection? Some stickers and all that stuff. Business card? You give me a business card? Yeah. So I I gave you all the swag. So Dave, you'll be happy. I got rid of some more wooden nickels with uh, with Zeb. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I think Zeb, you missed my question, Ethan. Did you, Ethan? Okay. Ethan, I think you missed my question. Did yeah. you take? Did you try to take the garbage can home for your collection? It did not fit in my uh, carry-on bag, unfortunately, uh, but I did consider it. Uh, <laughs> but I did get... Oh, okay. stole it sole with a photograph, though. <laughs> That's true. I do have a picture of it. Well, so um, so I gave Zeb you know, some stickers and wooden nickels, but Zeb got me a very awesome um, souvenir from the venue. Zeb, do you want to oh, right. tell yeah, us about Katie. that? Uh, let's see. Yeah, you had asked what time the show starts and doors and stuff like that. And so I asked one person and they had no idea. One person who worked there, they had no idea. So I went down a little closer to the stage and I asked someone else and the um, person's name was Katie. And she said, yep, here's, I got a, I got the, what do you call it? Not the set list, but I got the. The uh, showtime. And yeah. Um, yeah, the showtime stuff going on. And so I'm like, oh, cool. Can I, and I saw her again. Can I take a picture of it? And then I took a picture and then. And then you said, I need that. So I'm like, well, I'll go ask for it. And I asked. And she gave it to me. Yeah, so Dave, it's a so little... So then when we met, I uh, pulled it out of my book. Yep. It's a little piece of paper um, that is printed. It's not handwritten. It's a printed thing that says, you know, what time emo goes on, what time the intermission is, what time Weird Al is on, what time he ends. <laughs> and um, it seemed really cool. So, Zeb, thank you for getting that paper from Katie for me. <laughs> More than welcome. <laughs> I think that's the only souvenir I have from um, Paso Robles. I don't think they didn't have any uh, flyers or, um, you know, calendars or anything. So very happy you got it, Zeb. Welcome. Um, So then I I think by this point, there wasn't really all that much time left before Emo was going to start. So I had a a really good seat. I was on uh, the gym side of the stage. I was row... I think D or DD. Um, but 
it was all the way on Jim's side. So it ended up being like the second row, second or third row instead of the fourth row. Uh, anyway, it was really close. It was a, a really fun seat. And I think you could see me from your seat, right, Seb? Yes, I believe I could. So I was a little further back. I don't know, just above the ground area. Uh, it's an elevated section. So I was like in the next kind of tiered area. Um, second row in the next tiered area, which was which was great. So I was elevated and I could see everything really real well. Slight slight Steve side of the venue, um, but but uh, also a great great spot. So I have well. Let me fill you both in. Let me fill you both in where I was during all this time. <laughs> everything that was Please. going on. I was at back home in New Jersey, sleeping in my bed. <laughs> now everyone's caught up with with where I am so far. Excellent. Now we can move on. Yeah, but were you on the gym side or the Steve side of the bed? <laughs> yeah. <I was>. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I have that JW takes the stage right at 7.58 p.m. Hollywood star time. And, um, you know, I'm actually kind of thirsty. Are you guys thirsty? I, yeah. I was hoping you would finally say something about being thirsty. Damn. Jeez, I'm parched over here. Well, I think it's time for our very first three-way Coke Zero solo. So, should we <laughs> okay. count? It, should we count it off? <laughs> we should yeah, count, count it, it down. All right, I'll do three, two, one, go. Okay, ready? Three, two, one, go. <laughs> everywhere Coke, oh. oh no did you guys spill it everywhere no <laughs> were you no but i will down? just just so you don't feel bad okay yeah me too i should have been trying to shotgun it i guess no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um so a triple um, Coke Zero solo. A triple. That's a that's a podcast first. A Dave Nathan's two thousand inch Weird Al podcast first, and maybe a podcast exclusive. How many other podcasts have ever done a three way Coke Zero solo? And we're each in yeah, different part harmony. We're in different states, uh, different zip codes, different time zones. It's <laughs> yeah, it's it's incredible uh, that we got this all to match up. Um, so zero wow. solo in a sharp minor <laughs> <laughs> so this is well, there's your next song title i think zeb <laughs> no don't say that or zeb will listen and hear this and then make it <laughs> yeah, <future> zeb. <laughs> current zeb will forget uh future zeb will listen i will sure. uh, <laughs> so um you guys haven't uh you guys weren't at riverside um but the the previous show I saw in Riverside, California, Emo came out in a completely different outfit than I'd ever seen him in before. Um, and yet again, here at this show in Paso Robles, he came out with a new outfit that I'd never seen before. Um, oh. I don't know if, if you'd seen it before, Zeb, but he was wearing like a... Pow- I, the best way I can describe it is powder blue shirt and pants with a brown vest. I had not seen it. Okay. So it was like a brand new Emo... <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I also... Uh, wanted to point out when JW introduced emo, he's been saying the emo Phillips experience and he had su- said something like the emo exposure. Yeah. Emo Phillips exposure, which I don't know what that means. I think it was the exposure. I don't know why that changed. Um, but, hmm. uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, <laughs> but emo came it out. It implies there's more. This isn't the experience. This is just an exposure to him. I guess. Right? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> 
This, mm. this Relatively short set. He's opening up. Maybe it just it's hinting there's more to come, huh? After the tour, maybe? Well, I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll stop guessing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm trying to read what I wrote here. I wrote something. Um, looks like I wrote... I didn't write when emo ended. Sorry. Uh, I'll have to assume it's around... Maybe he's still maybe he's still performing. That's true. That's true. Well, now so yeah. just just as a disclaimer, Zeb and I have seen multiple shows since this one, uh, so some of them may squish together. Um, <laughs> is this Zeb? Is this one where he lost his place and what time it was? Yes, yes. This is the one where. Uh, the clock went out. I think he has a clock. Normally he can see, but no one else can. And it had gone out. And so uh, did Melissa come over and, and actually just yell something at her? Everyone was trying to get his attention. And uh, she came over and said something. And he just said to the whole audience, well, I have this much time left or something. Yeah, it was. He, was it a, something so like that? the guy who is normally on Steve's side, the tech, is usually this guy, Dana. But I heard that he had left the tour. Uh, due to a, a conflict with uh, some other tour he was doing, so then they were his replacement is this guy Mike, and so Emo goes, Mike, can you get Melissa for me? And I'm I thought this was just a bit. I'm like, okay, I wonder what's going on here. Um, and then he's like, I called Melissa, and then the whole audience didn't they start chanting like Melissa, Melissa or something? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then awesome. Melissa like came out like she's obviously backstage busy doing something, and she's like, what? He's like, how much time do I have left? She's like, you have five more minutes. He's like, oh, okay. And then just keeps going with the set. <laughs> but it took That's like right. five minutes to get her out. It was really bizarre. Um, uh, it was a great set, though. I, I thought he was really funny. That was funny. Yeah, um, yeah it was it was good. And um, there was some guy who showed up. So after Emo set, some guy uh, showed up sitting next to me. And uh, Oh, no, I guess before he showed up, Zeb, you and Jeremy were over chatting with me, and then he showed up when when one of you guys were sitting in his chair. You remember during that? intermission? Or? Yeah, during intermission. Yeah, we got kick, kicked out of a couple spots before the show. We were sitting all over. <laughs> yeah, well, you came over here chatting, and this guy, you know, you, you were sitting next to me because no one was sitting next to me. Uh, we were just chatting, and then this guy showed up, and... Uh, so once you guys went back to your seats, I started chatting with the guy a little bit, and uh, this guy said um, that this was his first Weird Al concert, although he's been uh, a fan for many years, and that his favorite song is White and Nerdy, and his cell phone ringtone is White and Nerdy. And he said that he is friends with a woman who went to college with Al and was in one class with him. <laughs> so... <laughs> nice. That's what I learned. Uh, Lame claim to fame. Yes. <laughs> so, um, did you have anything from your intermission, Seb, or are you ready to start the show? Let's start, yeah. So, 8.44, on the dot, uh, Bermuda starts playing Fun Zone. Ooh. Yep. No, no introductions, he just comes out, he gets the lights, he smiles to the audience, and starts Fun Zone. And, and then the band starts coming out. But there was a different person who came out because instead of Steve, out came Miles J. And um, 
I did have a little bit Ooh. of a heads up that Miles J was going to be coming out because at the Riverside show, um, when you guys hear that centimeter, you'll hear me talk about it. But I could see who I guessed was Miles sitting backstage watching the show. And um, and then after the show, Steve said, hey, Miles is going to take over for me for a few days. <laughs> so I knew. But... Um, he came out and he played Fun Zone just like it always sounds. He shredded. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, and um, I'd uh, I'd actually seen him play uh, the Axon Orchestra, like his one of his. I don't know how many bands he's in, but uh, one of them played in Oakland like in March, I think, before the tour started. And so I went over and saw, and you know, just phenomenal musicians, himself included, playing really interesting instruments kind of more world music but just all I, each one of them is a virtuoso and it was super fun and um and i talked to him a little bit before and he said oh yeah my dad's going on tour in a month or so and he was you know talking about it a little bit so i recognized him right and actually uh one of my best friends from high school i went to college with him and they were friends and so oh cool <laughs> it was like oh my gosh i know that guy and he's playing with weird hell this is insane <laughs> <laughs> And he's he's wow. doing amazing because I knew I knew he was a like a crazy uh, musician, but what I didn't realize is he could fit into you know all the styles and everything that Al does in a pretty regimented um, you know the shows. There's you know not like jam bands can kind of do stuff and you know do different solos and change it up a lot. And you know Al's music has has got to be what it is, right? And so um, it was just incredible to see in that same. I might be getting ahead a little bit, but. Fun Zone wow. was awesome. Let's just say Fun that. Zone was awesome, and then out comes Weird Al. Well, well, let's talk a little. Let's talk a little bit more about Miles, but and um, and just just to give people background, uh, I, I, you may have said this already, but Miles, of course, is Steve J's oldest son, um, and he's actually. It's, it's it's great that you got to see him, and unfortunately, you know, the Steve wasn't there. You didn't get to see Steve, but still, uh, it's great you got to see I th- Miles. I think I know where um, you're going, Dave. Miles actually has. I think I know where you're going, Dave, and I think it's going to be covered during this review. So, uh, I don't want you to getting ahead of anything. Well, no. Are you well? I just want to talk about a little bit about Miles' uh, history with with Weird Al um, yep. and the band. I know where you're going. <laughs> all right. Well, hope. Trust me, Dave. Right, well, we'll see. No, <laughs> I don't think you do. I don't think you do, Ethan. I, okay. I don't think you do. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. But uh, if you want me... F- Go for it. No, I was just going to talk about the other times that, that Miles has worked with, with Weird Al. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'm and, pretty and sure first... that it'll be covered, but go ahead. Okay. Nope. I'll wait. <laughs> okay. I'll wait. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, friendly bet. I bet you a wooden nickel that it gets covered. <laughs> we will I see. think Dave will have stuff to add to stuff I, we're going to say yes, in four I think songs so. or so. I, I think so, too. Um, All right, so, we'll see. So Al said, hello, Paso Robles, and they went right into Lame Claim to Fame. And um, Al was wearing the <laughs> shirt that our good friend Jared Marker gave him at the... Uh, the cavern show the the shirt that i call the toothpaste shirt so that one has been fully integrated into al's <laughs> uh rotating collection of tour shirts 
very I cool. love that shirt. I know exactly when you said the toothpaste shirt, I knew exactly what shirt you were talking <laughs> about, like, and I love that shirt. Yeah, it's like Aquafresh. <laughs> it was like a, a toothpaste they had as a kid that was like right. red, white, and blue or whatever. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So during Lane Claim to Fame, Zeb, I'm wondering if you remember this. Uh, it was very subtle, but um, I was very close, and I noticed Al slipped off his wedding ring and stuck it in his pocket. And Dave, don't oh, you wow. don't you have Didn't a story that, about no. Al and his wedding ring? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Al proposed to me once with his wedding. I, I don't know what you do. No, um, <laughs> uh, I, I think the reason why. I mean, I think that the reason why Weird Al takes his wedding ring off is at one of the concerts, uh, he, you, know, you know, Al's very animated up on stage. Uh, his wedding ring flew off of his hand and and uh, he thought maybe he lost it forever. Uh, but uh, fortunately, I guess the next day, uh, Hawkeye found it uh, rolled up in a piece of carpet somewhere. Wow. So uh, I think now he takes it off out of, uh, yeah, I think he takes it off oh, just to be crazy. safe. Um, yeah. while he's performing. So he must have not forgot to take it off, I guess, before he went out on, uh, before he went out up on stage and he realized it at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I got nervous for him because I feel like with me, when, if I have something in my pocket, especially like a round, like little ring, I would be afraid of that rolling out of my pocket as I'm sitting down and Al spends a lot of the show <laughs> sitting down. So I got instantly nervous when he did that, but it must, he must be more nervous having it on his finger. So, um, <laughs> I guess he's probably, ne- he's probably never lost it from his pocket before. And he's, since he's lost it from his hand, at least once that I know of, uh, he probably feels safer with it in the pocket. He needs to get a necklace and just wear it as a, a necklace or something. <laughs> oh, there you go. That, that'd be good. If he's dancing around, though, I might like That's hit him true. in the, the, the face. Um, so after uh, Lane claim to fame, well, well all right, so Ethan, I need to I need to ask you something else about Miles that okay. you okay. haven't reported on yet. And since you always report uh, whether or not Steve J was wearing sunglasses, I need to know: uh, was Miles J wearing sunglasses or not? Well, unfortunately, I don't know if Steve was, but uh, Miles was not wearing sunglasses. <laughs> I like to think no, Steve was, was Steve was back home wearing sunglasses, though. Um, <laughs> that's my prediction. That's Ethan's prediction. <laughs> To, to report a little more on Miles, I'll mention on that song, I, I knew the bass would be pretty good. It was amazing. His his backup singing was awesome as well. And it, oh, it fit awesome. really well in the song. And um, I noticed Ruben was playing the, the lower keyboard. He's got like two sets. And then he switched to Cowbell. Cowbell. And then uh, there was a really nice uh, jam at the end. And I, I don't know if it was because I was sitting, but the bass sounded really good. Um, I will probably mention that a lot. <laughs> Because it was it was great, <laughs> awesome. But that's all I had. That's all I had on the lame claim to fame. Well, so after lame claim to fame, Al says, "Hey, it's great to be back in Central California." And he said, "Hey, uh, anyone from Cal Poly here?" And a bunch of people cheered. And he said, "Go Mustangs!" Mm. And go Mustangs. Yeah. He, he said that <laughs> awesome. Um, <laughs> he has an architecture degree uh, from Cal Poly, and that it comes in handy. <laughs> it's sure coming in handy. That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> Um, then he thanked emo and then he did the if someone had told me 40 years ago i'd be in a bus with emo for six months i'd say yeah that sounds about right (laughs) (laughs) um and um at this point 
um, Miles and Ruben both left. And interestingly, Miles left carrying his base. Um, and then Al said, um, you know, usually after shows, he goes onto Twitter and there's at least one person who's disappointed because despite all of the advertising and the tour name and every bit of promotion, um, the person, you know, will go on Twitter and say they were disappointed because there's no Eat It or, you know, their favorite parody song. Um, so he said so let's be very clear from the start yeah yeah (laughs) bunch of extremely unpopular songs (laughs) and he said let's do one right now (laughs) like this one yeah and uh with um with miles and ruben gone they played cnr Ooh, yep and so um all right i have to i have to stop i have to stop you again uh ethan for another uh podcast um related uh concern of mine is uh I have not heard anything so far whether or not I get to pick a uh, pick of the night since we have uh, yes. Zeb here uh, who wrote our theme song. I feel like I should at least get a pick so I get to hear that wonderful theme, my wonderful theme song. But uh, I want to make sure that you uh, write down a prediction for me if you have not already. Um, I haven't written it down. I know what it is. But I know what it is. <laughs> Okay. If if you can just oh, trust, okay. you can just trust us, Dave. I think Dave and or uh, Zeb. I'm not sure I've ever been more confident in anything. Than, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Dave might be a wild card with us, Zeb. But yeah, I think we That's got. That's true. You I never think, know. I think Zeb. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I, I have not. I've. It's been a couple days since this concert happened, and since the set list has been out there, I have not looked at the set list, so I do not know what's coming. All right. Well. Um, okay. Zeb, I think you and I can keep each other honest. I know what you're going to say. You know what I'm going to say. So we don't need to write mm-hmm. it down. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yep. one one thing right. I noticed uh, during CNR in in uh, Riverside was when um, he goes, Giddy up, Gene! And then there's like a little bit of an instrumental part. Um, Al went, Giddy up! Giddy up! But he did not do that uh, this show. So he broke the streak <laughs> of one one show in a row doing that. <laughs> um, but since you guys weren't at Riverside, I, I had to mention that. Okay. So then, um, after that, Miles and Ruben came back, and um, oof, my notes are a little uh, scribbly here. I, I I took decent I took decent notes here. Okay. I, he said uh, he looked right at Miles when he sat down. He goes, "Hey, Miles." Yep. And I he have said that. something about you can see for you hardcore fans or something. You can see Steve is here tonight. But his son Miles is able to fill in while Steve rests his hand, or something like that. And then he went on to state that uh, something about like Miles filled in for Steve in 2002, like 20 years or so ago, the last time I was out. So something about he always fills in when Steve's out, or something yeah. like that. The last time was <laughs> yes. 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, and he took he took a quick break because a plane flew overhead. He goes, "Wait for the plane, wait for the plane." And then he goes, and then he kept talking. <laughs> he goes, "Okay, let's see if Miles remembers this one." But uh, he said something like, "But yeah, if you have more to add, Dave, now I think this is where where we were thinking." Well, and Zeb, I, more to elaborate on the history. <laughs> Zeb, I think he said something like, um, "He looks if he looks like Steve J, it's because it's his son." I have that written down. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. And yes, yeah, so well, Miles Ma- does look a bit like Miles does look a bit like uh, his father Steve. Quite a bit like his father, Steve. Definitely a younger uh, definitely Steve. Miles is a, definitely a younger Steve. A, a tall, very tall, tall gentleman Miles is as well, like yeah. Steve, his father, Steve. Um, 
Yes, uh, that was one thing I was going to point out about Miles is that he did fill in for uh, his father at the Orange County Fair in July of 2002, but uh, also... And I hope I'm not ruining it by mentioning it because you were going to mention this later. But uh, he actually did play a little bit on the album Straight Outta Linwood. He uh, he's contributed some uh, st- string bass parts to that album. Oh, no. So, uh, but he did oh, definitely he did has do something okay. else does, does have a, that does... is mentioned this concert. Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. I'm looking forward to hearing <laughs> that. Uh, so Al says and said Miles tells me he remembers all of our songs so let's see if he remembers this one (laughs) and they went into close but no cigar close but no cigar ah cool which would have been a song that wasn't released in 2002 right so right (laughs) am I confused yeah no no that one was uh, you're good yeah was that Linwood now I'm blanking on it yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, I noticed he played with a pick on this song. I think it's the only song you played with a, a, a guitar pick on. Oh, interesting. Um, oh, wow. I, I had a note that uh, Ruben's uh, side fills were really tight. They sounded great. And um, I think that's all. It was, a, it was a great, great version of that song. Well, I counted the number of, um, uh, what are they called? Vibra slaps. Uh, Vibra slaps. I don't know why. I have an issue <laughs> yeah. remembering the name Vibra slap, uh, but I counted seventeen. I don't know if you counted those, Seb. I didn't. I counted them subsequent nights, just for you. Or Thank you. I did count them. I don't know. Hang on a second. Let me let me flip through. I don't think I did this night because I was. I'm pretty confident it was seventeen. Enjoying it. Yeah. Um, okay. And if I remember correctly, it was I just want to add also uh, seventeen the night before at Riverside. Two nights before. Uh, Go ahead, Dave. Cool. Yeah, I just wanted to add how cool it is that we actually have a a guest who's a musician, a special guest who's a musician on this episode. So that there, because I've noticed you said a couple things that would I definitely would not have noticed so far, Zeb, because of your musical background. So I'm glad that we're getting a perspective of that. I know, I know that I have never played an instrument beyond you know fooling around a little bit with a couple things in elementary school so i i don't really know that know to look for those kind of things that you're looking for and picking up the kind of things you're looking for so i'm definitely looking forward to hearing more about uh you know how how this concert you know was present came across to a uh musician like yourself so that so thanks for for you know i still find it weird that, that that you guys call me a musician so I, I guess I, I think it was a compliment. <laughs> I just like to tinker with toys. That's just what I do. So we've tinkered definitely with... not a classically trained uh, musician <laughs> or anything. I just like fiddling around. Well, you can you can talk about the music, like the actual instruments and and the backfills and that kind of stuff with a little bit more authority, at least, than Dave and I can. So we appreciate. <laughs> yes, that. I suppose. Yes, I suppose. Okay. See when you say the word backfill, I think of like a, a you know like a construction filling in a hole, you know, like one of those. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't say backfill. In, this is the side fill is what I was saying. The oh, backfill. Okay. Be oh, after see, the song, right? I don't know. We don't know what any of that means. I work see? in construction oh, wow. too, so I'm I'm side fills, backfills. I'm, I'm just a fill fill guy. Well, it's really nice, so, you know, Zeb, having uh, you on as a guest because you can fill us in about stuff about construction that Dave and I normally can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's normally, right. Normally, your shows are very uh, lacking in the uh, construction discussions, but that's right. That's why I'm here. <laughs> so after um, after close but no cigar, Al said, "Spoiler alert: 
the next song is one more minute. But then he had a story to tell about it. And Dave, I think you've heard this story oh, before, yeah. and maybe your YouTube lit up because uh, he <laughs> talked about uh, the first time <laughs> that they ever performed it on TV was uh, Al said Dick Clark's summer vacation beach party uh, boat <laughs> something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> nanny. Right, but then he asked Bermuda. Boot, yeah. Beach party hoot nanny. Yes. Remember what? Ber- yes. Bermuda. Do you remember what Bermuda called it? Bermuda called it the summer sausage accident. <laughs> yeah, Dick Clark sausage accident <laughs> <Wow>. special. <laughs> so good thing Bermuda was there to uh, to help Al remember. Yeah, that was good. Um, and then he talked about you know lip syncing the yeah, ocean the, and the suits. Yeah, the title is is. Yeah, Dick Clark's Rock and Roll Summer Action. Yeah, it was on ABC. <laughs> but yes, I, I definitely... Uh, I know I've told this story on the podcast before, but yeah, yeah, it's up on my YouTube page. And I th- think it's the only copy uh, out there on YouTube because every time Weird Al tells the story about uh, playing that song on Dick Clark's Rock and Roll Summer Action, <laughs> my uh, YouTube gets additional hits. Well, and, did it? Uh, comments did and you like notice that. that it got any extra hits? I... Uh, <laughs> I haven't checked. I okay. didn't know I was supposed to check. Okay, all right. <laughs> did you did you hear the the crowd the crowd when he actually told him the punchline? Yes. I mean, they laughed hysterically. Oh, it was huge. Like, they it was thought, huge. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was huge. You know, Al says that standards and practices. They called him, and they had an issue with uh, cleaning the uh, bathrooms in Grand Central Station with his tongue. So they're going to have to censor it. And Al's thinking, you know, how are they going to censor it? So he's watching the the um the show and then he said uh you know they bleeped tongue and he said which is much worse but that's network logic for you uh so then al introduced the filthy uncensored version of one more minute and when al got to (laughs) the actual line he didn't just sing tongue regular he said i'll clean all the bathrooms in grand central station with my tongue like he said it very like like uh blatantly yeah there was a lot of cheering yeah, huge cheer, <laughs> like more wow. than I've ever heard. And maybe because this was an outdoor show, and it just like the audience echoes more or whatever. It was like huge when yeah. he said that. I feel like he should tell that story every time because it it adds so much to the song and to the experience of it. It, you know. it does for sure. I love it. Yeah, and I don't know if Miles yeah, had heard story. the the story um, recently or not, but he was just sitting there cracking up. As Al was telling the story before the song. <laughs> yeah, he was laughing. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It was great. Yeah, they had uh, dur- during the song they had the backup vocals were really good. I could I could hear them uh, very well there. And then uh, being outdoors, I know they have fans usually, but like I think the wind was doing it. But both Al's hair and Miles' hair looked rad. It was like blowing around and yeah, it was it was mm. cool. I had not. Oh, very that. cool. Yeah, it was a little windy. I remember. Uh, emo's papers blowing around a little bit during his set. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so then Al said that he en- uh, he enjoys music from you know all different um, areas, but um, of course, from the time when he was in college as a DJ at KCPR, uh, those that was some of his favorite music. Mm-hmm. Oingo Boingo, the B52s, uh, Devo, and of course his favorite, the Talking Heads. And he did his normal spiel about what if uh, David Byrne, instead of being a new wave icon, uh, had to work in the uh, the office for a decade, <laughs> soul sucking uh, office <laughs> job, and um, then went yep. into Doggy Dog. Yeah, 
And I, I wrote down perfect bass, cool lights, great timing on the lights, excellent backup vocals, and then Al did some really funny uh, voices at the end of the song, which I think he normally does, but I, they seemed extra exciting today, <laughs> or maybe I hadn't heard heard it before like that. Oh, okay. Well, what, one thing that I noticed was what I thought was a lyric flub. Instead of uh, paper clips, I heard Al say copy cuts. Did you hear that? Oh, I did not did notice that. Notice no, that? I didn't notice that at all. Um, and mm-hmm. also, I noticed at, during this song that Jim had a haircut. <laughs> did you notice Jim's haircut? <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. You know, I, I actually forgot to mention right when I walked up to the venue, he was there was a guy right behind me walking up to Jim, and Jim's like waving at him, and I thought he was waving at me. <laughs> and then he just met someone outside the venue before, and I just oh, said hi. Oh, and they, no. they were they were talking about like what what sort of food to get inside, so I asked him real quick, what would you recommend? They're like, oh, get the pizza. You know, the burgers are fine, but you want the pizza because they're real good. So I said hi real quick and then got in line. <laughs> and you didn't notice the haircut. But I didn't even notice his haircut then. Well, since since June, it looked about the same. That's true. It probably would, but I guess from Riverside, yeah. it looked a little different to me. Um, uh. I just remember when Dave and I <laughs> were doing the uh, strings attached to her. I think one of our checklist items every night was: Does Jim still have his haircut? <laughs> and technically, he. I remembered. Does, I was going right? to make a comment about that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. At what point is his hair long enough that he no longer has the haircut? That's the that's the big question, um, <laughs> which may not have an answer. That's not that's not that's not for this episode. No, it's a, a deep one. It'll be its own bonus series uh, discussing. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Every day we will measure Jim's hair and see how how long it grows, and we will report back. Right. <laughs> You can look forward to that on the rest of my California Ethan Onlys um, discussing the length of your hair. Uh, so after Dog Eat Dog, um, uh, I don't know what point during Al's. Little... Well, well, before you go, before you go on from Dog Eat Dog, let me ask. Uh, and I heard Zeb mention a little bit, but uh, this was an outdoor concert. So how how did the lighting? I know that song's very lighting heavy with the uh, the bouncing back and forth on the side of the stage. How did that look in an outdoor venue? It looks great. I so, mean, to me, it looked yeah. great. I mean, it's so dark outside anyway. It's not like there's much. There's no glare or anything that's different about it, as far as I could tell. Okay, gotcha. Uh, I don't know, the air was cleaner than it is inside. <laughs> did you notice anything different i gotcha. mean and I, I the last time i saw it was in in june so and that was great too yeah so I, I guess i was close uh, enough and it was dark enough out that um i i didn't lose anything and it, it looked great to me okay yeah um cool so um al said you know he's focusing on original songs this tour but he wanted to do a cover song of the doors and he said it's not off of one of the records it's off <laughs> nice. of uh, a fourth generation cassette that was given to him by Bermuda. Uh, it's a performance at Whiskey A Go Go or something. Did you get that, Zeb? Mm-hmm. No. And I, the, no, I didn't. And so then uh, it's very obvious that it was going to be Craigslist. Um, and Miles yeah. was just sort of sitting there, just like waiting to start playing the bass. <laughs> and I think, um, <laughs> I think it was. Mike. Well, I I had a note that he got up and he he took off his earbuds. And got new earbuds put on from a tech on the side. 
yeah, and he, then walked over to the, the yeah, lower keys. He sort of he had to be reminded of it. He said, "Oh yeah, I play the <laughs> the piano for this one." What, oh, okay. what a weird, weird like you're you're the bass guy and now. You're suddenly playing <laughs> piano. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, so he he got the um, the in ears put in, and it was very clear that during the song, um, he and Ruben were just jiving and having a blast totally uh, grooving yeah i wrote totally grooving they were having super fun yeah yeah uh so dave i I, you know i i normally don't take a whole lot of notes during craigslist but since you weren't there and i didn't know that zeb would be here um i tried my best and they're very hard to read so uh i'll do my best and zeb (laughs) hopefully you took some notes too and you can fill in the blanks um i i have that yeah uh, the coffee shop was the Nautical Bean on Parker Street. Does that sound right? Neutral Bean? <laughs> Something with an N yeah, ending in an L? Okay. And then I... Um, something about a neutered dog? <laughs> yeah, before that I had Halo of Scorpions. Okay. And then a neutered dog. <laughs> Demon Snakes? Yeah, Big Texas Radio, Baby Shark, something. Yeah, yeah so Al, um, Al did the uh, Baby Shark, and John oh, was playing yeah. the drums of Baby Shark behind him as he went, Baby Shark, do, do, right. do, do. Uh, then I have that the uh, the um, the uh, American Indian was doing the Macarena, <laughs> and that, wow, and that the um the 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 air smelled like uh patchouli and farts <laughs> I wrote down wow. green had a scarf too I don't know what that is I don't know if I just wrote incorrectly there's there's a lot to to catch and write down during the there uh, is this, the mother this is a crazy song yes <laughs> yeah um, so but, our uh, intern Frank is was... uh, sending me a message oh, that says that uh, you were correct the first time. It was the Nautical Bean, 2010 Parker Street in San Luis Obispo. Oh, okay. So he went all the way back to San Luis Obispo for the uh, coffee shop. Oh, wow. I wrote down amazing echo towards the end of the the rant. And the audience was <laughs> enjoying the rant very much. Yes. I don't know if you if you have a name for what that is. I've been calling it a rant. I guess it's not really a. It's the phone call. The phone call. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The, the phone call to the mother. Yeah, I've heard people call it like the poem and and like weird stuff, but it's it's definitely it's phone call. Um, okay. With his phone mother. Call, yeah. Um, I wrote down Miles Base question mark, and <laughs> I think um. I think I might have been noticing that Miles hadn't changed his bass, that he just was keeping the same bass the whole time. Um, uh, the other, yeah, the other right. thing that I could have been th- saying is, oh, I can tell Al's about to play Dare to be Stupid, I wonder what he's going to say about Miles. Uh, th- those are the, the two possibilities uh, that I can think of. Or maybe I just was saying that he went back to huh. the bass. I don't know. <laughs> but um, Al started introducing the band. <laughs> he definitely did that, yes. Um, he started introducing the band, and he said, uh, Bermuda, I met it on the Dr. Demento show, and it was 42 years ago yesterday, because this concert was 
um, yep. the day Ooh, after their nice. anniversary. And, um, yeah. uh, of course, he met um, Ruben on Tinder. <laughs> and No, Grinder. Oh, yeah, Grinder. And gr- Grinder. Yes. And then Ruben spits out his water in shock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did a spit take. I love that. Uh, and then yeah. he was also. Um, I don't know. Ruben was had some shtick, but I I couldn't see Ruben from where I was sitting. Um, and then he said, "And Miles, I met when he was a baby." <laughs> yep. And uh, <laughs> he said, "You may recognize him because with his brother Ian, uh, they're in the Amish Paradise uh, video looking uh, at the Amish porn magazine." <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes, and miles did like a a thing where he pretended to open a magazine and his like, eyes went wide <laughs> like he opened the centerfold <laughs> yeah love it and then um he said that bef- during sound check miles said to al that it was like playing with his uncles uh so it was really sweet to hear that yeah oh and then all of the sweetness and endearing stuff ended when al went to this next part he said, and Jim West, well, I met him in prison in the early 80s. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He said um, he was sent to prison because of his overdue library book, and they take it very seriously in Los yep. Angeles. <laughs> he said Jim was in prison for bestiality. <laughs> bestiality. <laughs> Whoa. And, or something. He said Whoa. bestiality or something. Yeah. And then Al, yeah. Al said, taking the advice from... You know, you know, in movies and TV shows, he went up and punched the biggest guy in the yard first thing, and that guy happened to be Jim, <laughs> and they became <laughs> best friends. <laughs> and then Jim uh, later introduced him to the lounge band, and he's not sure why they had a lounge in prison. <laughs> but <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but to bring back the good old days with Jim in prison, he wanted to play. Uh, Dare to be stupid, which I I deemed the um, <laughs> prison lounge version. <laughs> so, I love it. <laughs> so maybe the wildest story Al has ever told <laughs> in yeah. facing Dare to be stupid. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe what I was hearing as I was hearing it. <laughs> That is a wild story. Of, uh, oh, I would love to hear that. Your description of it was great, but yes, I, that 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 I think is I think it, as far as I remember, that is what the wildest story I remember. Him never ever mentioning. Well, so this is um, this is kind of a an inside uh, story. When I was at the New London show back in Connecticut, way early on this tour. Um, I think I mentioned that I was chatting with Jim at the buses. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this on the pad- podcast or, or not. I don't think I did, but uh, Jim and I were talking about Dare to be Stupid. And I was like, hey, what do you, you know, what do you think about, you know, these crazy stories that Al says? And Jim, you know, was saying how entertained he was. And uh, he's like, you know, Al asked us for ideas of different goofy ways that we met. And Jim told me at that point that he suggested uh, that Al met him and Steve in prison. And I guess Al vetoed that idea. <laughs> he said it was too bizarre. <laughs> so I guess Al went back on <laughs> that. <laughs> and made it even more bizarre than Jim could have ever imagined. So I would love to get um, Al's, crazy. or Jim's point of view <laughs> on uh, the Paso Robles uh, prison story. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, uh. But um, I just was really able to hear um, Miles, his background singing. You know, obviously his voice is different than Steve's. So um, really during Dare to be Stupid and some of that background stuff, I was able to hear it. And he sounded great. Different. Different than Steve, but great. Uh, Just the same. Yep. Great. My notes are beautiful song. Very nice cowbell work by Al. Yes. And then um, (laughs) somewhere in it, they do one of those. I think it's called a grito, like the thing. Al's was uh, very enthusiastic and really nice. So I I appreciated that. Cool. And, uh, And then. I did volunteer. Did you volunteer, Zeb? I believe so. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> nice. Do you have anything else left for... Left hand, right hand, left foot, right foot. It was my left hand. Oh, right hand. Uh, <laughs> one left have... and one right, okay. Do you have anything else for <laughs> Dare to be Stupid, Zeb? Nope. Um, so, so then Al said, uh, I see a lot of... Uh, antsy puzzled faces you guys are wondering why haven't you done it yet so let's just get it out of the way and he introduced a drum solo and bermuda did my My drum drum solo solo. (laughs) and al Al was just like he was all annoyed (laughs) shaking his head yeah and then um they went right into young dumb and ugly and i did notice oh okay um wait a minute did i miss one did you miss one or did i miss one (laughs) Well, hang on a second. Consult the I record. All my stuff too. Something I could, something I could read, so I could have skipped it. <laughs> uh, what are we on? Dare to be stupid. I wasn't there, so I can't help you out. Okay. And I did not read the set list ahead of time. Oh, you're right. Yep, young, dumb, and ugly. Yep. Um, all right. Yes. <laughs> and um, I was really impressed by the the lights, and I thought being outside was extra cool the way that they're doing those um, sort of... Oh, um, cool. What do you call this? Not the spotlights, but the like... Um, oh, the search... Uh, this search is the one lights. that has the search yeah, lights the in search the beginning lights. of the song. That looks yeah. really cool with the big outdoor Oh, yeah. Audience. Outside must have looked awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed that. And then during the, uh, the, the guitar solo part, Al took two photos of Jim, Three photos of the audience, and then he took a photo of Miles, and Miles did like an awesome Aww. pose while he was still playing. But he like he kind of lifted the uh, the guitar and like made like kind of a, a cool face. So uh, I thought oh, that was awesome. great that Al uh, included Miles in the picture taking. Nice. Do you have anything else, Zeb? Are you ready to I move must on? Have, I, I must. I must have enjoyed it so much. I wrote nothing. Okay. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so then Al said uh, the next song comes from the Even Worse album. He said it's not a funny song. Um, he said that, uh, <laughs> you know, most songs are funny. Nostalgia. But yeah. this one is basically a sweet, uh, gentle song about the joys of hi- childhood. Um, for a uh, time long ago that I like to call the good old days. <laughs> and uh, he played yeah. good old days. <laughs> Which was funny, so yeah, Al was I, wrong. It was, <laughs> well, yeah. It's uh, I wrote it's, <laughs> it was a very beautifully done song. Miles was really grooving during it, and um, the people next to me were laughing hysterically throughout all of it. Cause I don't know if they're familiar <laughs> with the song. 
I love it. So with that intro coupled with the song and having never heard it, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna lose yourself. It's fun. Oh man, the the people behind me, I didn't love it. I didn't make note of this, but literally the, every Weird Al song, every emo joke, they were like peeing themselves laughing as if it was their first time hearing it. <laughs> uh, so that was it's always fun. You know, I hate when people are distracting and, and talking or being annoying, but people just genuinely appreciating and enjoying the songs is so fun oh, yeah. to hear. Oh, yeah. Uh, so people were laughing sure. at every joke, and oh, they, yeah. they really it, it, were loving it. And um, yeah, I saw this, yeah. the uh, fingernail. It's always great to be at a con. It's always great. It's always great to be at you know a show and be sitting near somebody who's hearing a Weird Al song for the first time. You know, and just getting to see their reaction, their genuine reaction to hearing it for the first time is always awesome. Because yeah, no, no matter what, this it's, is it's close great. as as any of us are going to get to getting to hear that song for the first right. time again. Is getting to yeah. you know have someone else experience it. And, um, good old days right. is definitely you know it's one of those songs where if you're <laughs> if you're not listening to the lyrics and then all of a sudden you start listening to the lyrics, you're going to be very surprised. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But I did notice uh, fingernail lights during good old days. And at oh, one yeah. point, okay. Al looked over at Miles and smiled at him. And I just I put a little heart. It was just a really sweet moment. Um, oh, nice. And I just, I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't have a son. I, I know, Zeb, you, you, maybe you can speak to this as a, a father. But I don't have a son. But I, I felt really proud for Steve of Miles being up there and doing oh, such sure. an awesome yeah. job. I just, I don't know. I just, it, it, it made, it made yeah. my heart swell. I was just so proud. You know, I, I know Miles yep. is like, you know, <laughs> at least like 10 or 11 years older than me and, you know, a professional <laughs> musician who was trained and did all this, but it right. just, it, I still couldn't help but just like, I was just so happy for, for yeah. him. Uh, Steve no, for and sure. His family. Get you, get you in the, get you in the feels. Yeah, get you, get you in the feels for sure. It was really pretty emotional. Some of it was. Cool. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, speaking uh, of speaking of children, Ren. Sorry, got <laughs> interrupted. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> one of the boyos. <laughs> one of the boyos. Nice. Well, what, maybe one day, uh, if your hand is hurt, Zeb, the boyos can. Um, perform one of the Dave and Ethan songs <laughs> yeah yeah it was really special I mean it's it's unfortunate that Steve had to take some time off but um but yeah I mean you can't get anyone better to fill in and it's just I, he, his heart must be bursting with pride like it's just yeah. amazing to yeah have someone step in and I don't think I don't think Miles got a ton of time to get I mean maybe he had some time but it, I talked to him <laughs> I talked to him a little bit um at a, at a different time I remember saying he had so much music to learn there was just so much to figure out yeah, so I did just s- so you know what's going on right now, I, I have my VIP poster on my fridge across from where I'm recording, and our little one has a sombrero and a cactus that he is wearing over Al's uh, head on the, on the poster right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I'm quite as proud as Steve would be, but it's still fun. <laughs> I'll take, a, I'll take a picture. Oh, I can't take a picture. I'm on the phone. I'll take a picture later. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, can you, yeah, you could do it later. That'd be great. Thanks, dude. Okay, bye. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, Zeb. I, Sorry, but, guys. Uh, I'll move on after good old days. Al said, well, I was going to introduce you to the newest member of the band. And he sort of pointed to Ruben. He said, but 
I guess that's Miles, because he's only been in the band for about an hour now. <laughs> an hour now, yeah. That was great. I love it. And then, um, uh, but then he did switch the focus over to Ruben, and he uh, was Keyboard Magazine's uh, sexiest of 1982, and he beat out, I can't really read what I wrote, Zeb Thomas... Paul and Nick Duran. Does that make any uh, sense? Are those people who play keyboard? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I don't think I wrote who he beat out. I didn't write anything. <clears throat> well, I, but I did hear. Oh no, they didn't. You haven't got to that yet. Okay, keep going. Oh well, yeah. So then Al, Al was was like, uh, "Come on, Ruben, do the pose. D- do the pose." And he's like, I, "I don't do that stuff anymore. It's too long ago." I just want to play. I just want to play my part. And uh, um, then Al keeps egging him on, and uh, Ruben starts doing poses. And while he's doing the poses, the lights are flashing, and you hear, like, camera, the camera noises. Sounds, the paparazzi sounds, yeah. <laughs> and then Al started calling out uh, different, like, poses to do. And I didn't write all of them down, but he one of them was the cheeky monkey. <laughs> so Al was just like... <laughs> Like a fashion photographer, it was hilarious. <laughs> um, do you have anything else on that, Zeb? Any better notes than I did? Uh, nope. So then, um, of course, when Al introduces the newest non-Miles member of the band, uh, we went into, why does this always happen to me? And yet again, I noticed that during this whole song, Jim does contribute on the vocals, but... Um, he does not play guitar, guitar. but he does yeah. hold it the whole time. So I'm, I'm curious about that. Why, yeah. he, why he holds the guitar the whole time. Um, mm. and then I, I made a very upsetting, um, observation during this song. And that observation is that the yellow square is no longer there. It's missing. <gasps> so I don't, oh, know. No. I don't know what happened. I don't know if there's some hooliganism, but uh, the yellow square was not there, um, and I was, I was oh, very upset. So sad. Oh, was it so a green square instead? It's a green square instead. That's funny. Uh, I didn't notice it at all. I'm not sure I'd ever noticed it before, so I have nothing to contribute <laughs> there. Um, plus, I was a little further back, so I'm not sure I'd have seen it anyway. Uh, my notes on this song are the uh, the ooze uh, were very loud. Um, it was kind of cool. I think mm. they dialed them in a little bit, but the you know because all three uh, there might actually I don't know, maybe all of them are singing. I'm not totally sure. Um, so the the ooze were very loud, and then um, uh, Miles's bass was getting out of tune or something. He kept kind of fiddling with the tuning pegs a little bit. Yeah, I putting saw his it. ear down and listening. Yeah, I saw him. And I think that might have times. affected the vocals a little bit. Okay. Go out. Thanks. Um, <laughs> and then uh, what else did I have? Beautiful piano work, really beautiful. Oh, yeah. And Jim's backup vocals were really, really great on that song. That's what I wrote. Yes, it was. It was a Thanks. great rendition. Um, and then Al, Al said afterwards, <laughs> Zeb is. Uh, I'm sure you're not talking to us, Zeb. I'm not sure what you're saying. But, no, no, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't get out, guys. No, the, kid, the kids in here playing. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I was like, I know just, you guys are just waiting for the other shoe to drop. And he called for a drum solo reprise and Jim, or uh, then, uh, Bermuda did a drum roll 
leading up to him stopping. <laughs> and that now gave him a John Bermuda Schwartz, what a guy. What a guy. Yep. Oh, nice. And then Put uh, that in the spreadsheet. Put it in the spreadsheet. And then put it in the spreadsheet. The next song was I'll Sue Ya. Yeah, no Ooh. introduction. Straight into it. Right into it. Yeah, my, my notes for it. Jim had some really sweet harmonics on his metal guitar sound right at the intro. So that was really cool. Um, and then uh, y- y- the kid was probably right in front of you, but some kid ran up during the show and got a picture really close and then ran away. Yeah, that was right that? in front of me. Right, <laughs> right in front yeah. of me, yeah. Yeah, I just ran up, took a picture, then ran away. <laughs> and then the people in front of me. So, so I was in the second row at the first, I don't know, first like elevated section. The people in front of me were laughing hysterically at like each line in this song. So that was that was fun. Well, Dave, ask the question that you want to ask Zeb and I. I know you have one. <sighs> well, there is a very very disturbing lyrics in this song, where uh, you know. Delta says, he says, Delta sold him a ticket to New Jersey. He went there, and and it hurts me to even say this, and he thought that it sucks. And uh, I I, I don't even want to talk about it, but uh, I do have to hope that both of you did stand up as loud as you can and boo and put your thumbs down and show your disappointment in that that horrible lyric. (laughs) I did not stand up, uh, but... As per my rule, when I'm, I'm outside of the East Coast area, um, I did boo, and I, I put thumbs down from my seat, though. <laughs> what about you, Zeb? Thank you. Much appreciated. I, I didn't I didn't do anything, but I have something that might be some sort of a consolation for you, Dave, a little bit. Um, okay. I explained this to you before, Ethan. I don't know. I, I'm, I'll try to cut it short but so the, the the narrator of this song it's not it's not al right it's some some frivolous lawsuit type person right someone who's maybe not the most uh, upstanding individual so do you really care if they don't like new jersey obviously their opinions very questionable so in a sense isn't it good if this specific narrator doesn't care for new jersey that means that new jersey is actually a good place uh, it's an interesting way to put it uh <laughs> Hadn't thought about that before. <laughs> yeah, you want someone who's like suing over a cold frappuccino to say that they love New Jersey? I mean, <laughs> you kind of want to steer clear of anything this person's associated with, right? So when they say New Jersey sucks, well, obviously that means it does not suck. I think I can I'm, answer I'm for you, Dave. I'm still defensive about... about p- I think I can answer for you, Dave. I think really how you feel, Dave, is whether they're a crazy, immoral person or not, you don't want to hear any negativity about New Jersey. Is, yeah, is that's that where I was going. Is is I don't I, I don't I, I don't feel like that that New Jersey deserves the you know uh, deserves any negativity thrown its way. So I yeah, see. I'm going to take offense to uh, to anybody who's who's uh, insulting New Jersey or you know perpetuating New Jersey being an awful place to live in a song that is on their album and perform so, and concert. <laughs> So this is probably even worse then. So my next part of the theory is that when you cheer in the song, you're encouraging. Let's see. What did I? How did I you know what? I'm not even going to try to explain it. Well, you, you said <laughs> when I was, when we boo that, that we're actually, since we're booing a guy booing who is, New Jersey. is not meant to be trusted, that we're perpetuating the um, disenfranchisement of New Jersey and its people. <laughs> <laughs> this is also for another episode i think we'll have a whole series about well 
Let's, let's just let's just say I want I want let's just say I want people to to realize that that New Jersey does not suck. And however you want to express that, whether you should want to ch- get up and cheer and and scream as loud as you can, or get up and boo as loud as you can, as long as the sentiment is that you agree with me that New Jersey does not suck, you can express your your feelings exactly how you want. I, I certainly agree with you. It's just the song's so angry. If you boo or cheer, I think they both support the narrator's <laughs> position. That's just my opinion. So um, <laughs> okay. I remain silent, and that's my way of supporting New Jersey. <laughs> Good. Well, thank you for your support, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I do what I can. All right. So <laughs> after I'll sue you, uh, Al uh, mentioned that he had Chekhov's accordion and that he would use it eventually. And so he finally, after 12 songs, picked <laughs> yeah. up the accordion. And um, wow. he said... Um, not sure if news has made its way to Paso Robles, but he does have a movie coming out and talked about how he wrote a brand new song that plays over the end credits. And then there was a little bit, a little bit of guitar and a little bit of drums. And uh, he said, wish we could play it, mm. but you know, we, we signed an NDA, so we can't. <laughs> um, yeah. I heard some guitar and uh, like three or four hi-hat clicks. It was, um... <laughs> and then, then Al goes, I sh- I sh- but I like, I like the way he, he worded it specifically. He said, and we'd like to play it for you right now. And then the lights go down, you hear the guitar, you hear the, the tapping. And then he goes really loudly, but we can't, we sign an NDA. And then the lights all come back on and everyone in the crowd's like, ah. <laughs> and then Al goes, I shouldn't have even brought it up. It's done really well. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> so, he said, uh, but to make it up to you, I'll play the song of, uh, the last film. And he did play UHF. Yeah. And uh, UHF. Yeah, my only notes okay. were as a. Go ahead, oh, go Seb. Ahead. I just said it, I wrote great song and and Miles like deep backup vocals were really really nice. You could hear him well. Yeah, that's cool. exactly what I was thinking. Is that he his difference in voice um, was was really cool to hear for UHF. I'm, you know, I'm so used to um, hearing. It, the normal way and hearing it with with Miles' interpretation and his his vocal range was really cool to hear. Yeah. So then um, takes a sip. <laughs> Al said he's. Did you see? You, saw, you caught that? He took a sip. Well, he took a sip of water and then flipped his cup. Flipped a cup. Finished the water and flipped the cup backwards. Yeah, I don't report on that, Zeb. Um, that's something that oh, okay. Dave likes to report on. I don't. <laughs> well, that's okay. I'm I'm afraid that it'll start getting tracked, and I I just don't think it should be tracked. So I do not write those down. <laughs> okay. Well, it will be a subnote, I guess. Here then. <laughs> yes. Yes. F- be careful. The, be careful. Yeah. Report. Yeah. Zeb might hear you and write a song about it. <laughs> okay. uh, oh, I'm all out of songs for the minute. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Zeb of the future might not be. <laughs> anyway, because <Yeah, I> <laughs> um, we uh, Al said that uh, he's self-aware, so he knows that when you think of him, you think of two things: raw, unbridled sexual energy and pure, authentic American blues music. And then he said, <laughs> "I need to do a safety check." He said, "Miles, you got your mojo working." Uh, and then he asked Jim as well. And uh, he said, I'm going to whip a little generic blues on you. It went into generic uh, blues. Yeah, I, I noted that when 
When he asked Miles if he had his mojo working, Miles played a really nice bass slide, and he spun around in his chair. Like, uh-huh. like real nice. And, oh, cool. Uh, and then, yeah, and then he asked Jim if he had his mojo working, and Jim played this really slick jazzy chord and nods uh, something to <laughs> it's affirmative or something like that. But yeah, they were they were just nice little touches, musical touches there. I'm glad you got those notes. I'm I'm. It's always like too fast for me to note down those, so I'm glad you grabbed those. So then we got generic blue lights. Yes, blue lights. Generic blue lights. Blues. Yep. Um, I noted, um, and I noticed this earlier, but Jim Jim had a quieter sound for me than the last time I saw him in San Francisco, um, and so it was a little not quite as I don't know if it was, the, the guitar was pretty overpowering in the last in the last show. This time it was a little bit quieter. And then, um, did you want to talk about the solo? Yeah. So you and I. Um, I know you noticed this because we talked about it after the show, um, but Jim's where Al goes, make it talk, and it's sort of like, it sounded different. And can you... He he played it different. He Yeah, he ultimately landed, I don't know, let's say there's like 16 bars in the solo or something. Normally it's like, I don't know, 12 of them are just that, like over and over again. But this time he took like four bars to do a low, like he did an octave lower and then he flipped it up and then did a different tritone like reversed and then he flipped it up. So the last like eight bars were doing that and landed on the usual spot, but it was nice. It was like not quite as just the straight solo from the album, but it still landed with the same effect where he's playing the exact same chords and they're like the notes and they're just a little too long for everyone. (laughs) And then uh, Al said, make it shut up. (laughs) He said, make it shut up twice, I think, yeah. or something. He said, okay, make it shut up. Make it shut up! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. And I had a note that Miles had some really great uh, uh, bass line, like walking up and down his, his, uh, his, the neck of the bass. So. After the song, Al cool. you know, is sipping his water, and he goes, it's so quiet. Uh, and then he said, um, <laughs> uh, oh. I know what you're thinking. Yes. Go ahead, keep going, because I can't read my writing. What was he word. thinking? I know what you're <laughs> thinking. It's mid-September already. When's he going to play a Christmas uh-huh. song? And the jingle bells are going on in the background. He said it's literally he the middle of about... September, because it was September 15th. When are you going to play some yeah. Christmas oh, music? Oh, cool. What, I've written down all... It looks like it says dumbfounded. I don't know. <laughs> I heard him. He said he's going to play one of his two Christmas songs. And, uh, and just before this, I should note those people that were laughing so hard at um, Al Suya, the only people in my in my view left. And so oh. I had a great view after this. <laughs> nice. Oh wow! And I yeah. think Al commented on the red and green lights. He said festive, and then went into the night. Yes. Santa went crazy. Oh okay. Of course, the same version. The only notes I have is that. Yeah. I said really good uh, background vo- background vocals from Jim. Now, cool. Then for after the night sound went crazy, Al said, "Now this next song, we're only gonna play it once on this tour, and it's gonna be at this show." And I immediately was like, "Al's gonna play Let Me Be Your Hog." <laughs> That's just where. <laughs> That's what I, I was thinking too. <laughs> I thought he was going, um, and he then sort of and i was i did not take these notes because i just like my jaw dropped um as he continued he said uh 
Uh, a lot of people think that My Bologna was my first song ever released, but actually the first song that was ever released is called Take Me Down. Uh, it was released, you know, for this radio station's um, charity um, uh, thing. I, I don't even know what he was saying, but he essentially Album? told the story of Take Me Down, and uh, then he played Take Me Down. Yeah, I... <laughs> I I, uh, I noted he didn't actually say the title for a while. I, I he said technically his first vinyl was a slow grown something for the school circa nineteen seventy eight. Said something about it's like two dollars on eBay now or something. Or he said you used to be able to buy the tapes <laughs> oh, for five dollars right. and now they're two dollars. Yeah, no, he said yeah. they were for sale for two or three dollars and now they're you can get them on eBay for four or five dollars or something like that. Yeah, something like <laughs> that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but I was just completely shocked. I. Yeah. It was wow. incredible. I've never seen this performed live. Ever. So, so so he did take me down is is what you're saying. He played take, he played me, take down. me down. Oh wow, it was, that's incredible. It was pretty stinking majestic. And I don't know if I'm if I've missed something but like the original's just a little bit little bit of guitar, not a super great recording. And this was I mean amazing with the bass and the all the instruments and um, the backup singing yeah. and the drums and it was yeah it, yeah. it sounded like wow. you know the same way where you know on the last tour we would hear you know um yoda with a full band or something it was like hearing this brand new with a you know full band like, like you'd never heard it before uh so it was very cool uh the same ex- i guess what i was trying to say is the experience of hearing you know al songs with an orchestra this song felt like that same sort of thing because it was a step up and it was just so cool um this is already one of my favorite all-time weird al songs because i just love how um hilarious and brilliant it was with al still at such a young age um yeah and how it holds up because you don't have to necessarily go to san luis obispo to to understand the sentiment and the, the humor of it um, yeah. While it being a completely like I wrote this song for this small town of people, um, so I've always loved this song, and it was a dream come true getting to hear it live. I would have never predicted. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. He got a ton of laughs too because everyone's you know most of the people from the area, and I think didn't he say before before the song that like he's like I'm not sure all of this is still very accurate, but as he's like we'll see, and then he sang it, and as he's singing each line, everyone's like laughing about the. The shops all closing down at five o'clock, and like all these all these landmarks he's citing, everyone's cheering. It was it was really really awesome. Oh, cool! Yeah, and then the backup vocals were really they were great. They were clean. Yeah, uh, the ba- yeah. the da- the ba- baseline was dancing around really nicely, and um, it's funny because I I think I sent you a picture of my notes on that page, Ethan. It's just I just wrote ah all over the page. <laughs> Yeah, it was, love it. And I'm I'm really upset that I don't know what he said. And maybe you heard him, Zeb, and we may have discussed this already. But um, there was afterwards. Yeah, afterwards he he said that there was someone in the audience tonight who had something to do with that song. And I really I heard like Tom. Um, yeah, I, I wrote thank you to Tom. That's that's all I. That's all I remember. Hmm. Yeah, so I've I've tried looking it up a little bit, and I I don't know who he's talking about. So that might be something um, 
that requires the uh, the brain trust of listeners to help us figure out. Uh, unless you happen to know offhand, Dave, um, but I think it will take a little bit more research. Maybe someone needs to track down their copy of Slow Grown and and look at it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if Frank can do that, or if that's maybe something for a different episode that we can report back on. Um, but it was it was incredible. yeah. I don't I don't uh, yeah I don't I don't know offhand who uh, who we might be talking about there, but um, but I do do know that. Uh, I do know that he has played Take Me Down a couple, uh, l- at least once before uh, in concert, but it is very rare, and I have never seen it perform live, so so that's that's pretty cool. And it is up; it's got to be up there, I would think. Hearing Take Me Down in or near San Luis Obispo, got to be up there with hearing maybe the Biggs Ball Twine in Minnesota, in Minneapolis, or hearing Albuquerque in Albuquerque, you know, or. Smells like Nirvana in Seattle and Amish Paradise in Lancaster and things like that. So that's that has to be a really cool experience for the both of you, but also you know for anybody in the audience to, to get to be treated like that had to be a cool experience for Al. And it's also noting it's also I'm also noticing right now that um, not only did did Miles have to learn all the songs from the regular set list? He had to learn this extra song, Take yes. Me Down, as well. Now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which he probably was not familiar with. He may have been familiar with Al's catalog, you know, his album, the songs that were on the albums, but I don't know. I'm guessing he probably hasn't heard Take Me Down right. too much, if, right. if, if ever, because certainly his father did not perform on it. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, frequent, interesting. Right, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was incredible. And I have to agree, Dave. I mean, getting to see um, Twine Ball in Twine Ball countries, getting to see Amish Paradise in Amish country. I mean, this was certainly up there. It's one of those songs I never thought I'd get to hear in the place where it should be played. So it was very cool. Um, I also do have a note from, from our intern, Frank, our oh, good maybe. for nothing intern, Frank, um, Tom Walters. Oh, yeah? Tom Walters, he played bass and Tom, uh, Tom had background vocals on "Take Me Down." So Tom Walters must have been who was oh, in the audience. Wow, nice. was was he was Tom there? Walters. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's cool. Interesting. Maybe someone to have cool. on the podcast. Dave. Wow, what a treat for Tom. Yeah. What a yeah, what a treat for Tom Walters as well. Not <laughs> definitely must have been not going to the unless he he was given a heads up was not did not was not intending to go to the concert expecting to hear "Take Me Down" right. a song that he recorded <laughs> back in 1978. <laughs> and uh, it, well, it is now available for those who did pick up the medium rarities. You could hear it on that. That's probably the easiest way to hear it. Uh, Legally, right? Uh, yeah, I suppose it's probably uh, on YouTube. Maybe. But if you want to own it and listen to it, yeah. um, that's probably the easiest way. Yeah, or five or, or six bucks yeah. on eBay. And those get... who are trying to track down that slow-grown LP, it, when it does come up on eBay, it does can go considerably more than three or four dollars. Like, uh, yeah, right I'd now, say so. fifty to a hundred, depending on condition, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Or, or they're, they're, if you want a if you want a real nice version, you just get the Summer Woods version, really co- recorded really that's nice, true. very that's beautiful, it, laid back a little bit more. It's not Al, but yes, if you do want to hear the song in her interpretation, <laughs> that is a, a a fine way to hear uh, hear the song as well. Um, yeah. So. I don't know if, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier about Zeb and I having certain predictions. I don't know, Dave, if you're ready to call 
your pick of the night or if you need to hear what else was played. <laughs> I, I see. <laughs> you tell me. I Dave. see. Yeah. Uh, I have a, there's a strong contender. I have a strong contender at this point, but let me hear the rest okay. of the set okay. list just to be, just to be safe. <laughs> All right. Just to be safe. Um, so, uh, Al, uh, <laughs> then, uh, he said some reviewers um, talking about his new film have pointed out uh, that the uh, biopic is a bit redundant because I already wrote a song about my life. <laughs> and um, he's, you know, he's like, so I, I th- figured I'd play it for you. And then he did the whole thing of like, oh, you guys don't sound into it. Maybe we'll play something else. And then he's like, OK, you convinced me. And then they started playing. I don't I don't remember that. I remember him saying you want to hear it. And everyone said yes. And they. It didn't seem like he backed off at all and made him scream for it more. I have written down that mis- he said, all right, you convinced me. So maybe he didn't back down, but he did okay, say, you convinced okay, me. Yeah. Um, huh. That's me okay. just trying to remember and just making it up. Zeb, thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> keeping I've seen me it that honest. way is why I, I've seen it that way too. So yeah. uh, Thanks for keeping me honest. Yes. But I remember down there, them going right into it. Yeah. <laughs> Right into Albuquerque, and uh, what a stack tonight. We got Craigslist, cool. we got Albuquerque, we got Take Me Down, um, a lot of great songs. And of course, uh, Dave, they um, they did stop and Al apologized, um, as we suggested oh, okay. in the first show. Um, he, he corrected the um, <laughs> that slight that he said that one time, thanks to uh, special guest Jackie Rossi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, he said language is fluid, and uh, went right into that. Got a lot of laughs, didn't he? Get a lot. I mean, the whole cra- <laughs> when he stopped and just started like his flow about the the apology, and he's just like flowing, and language is fluid. I never meant to upset anyone. He's like just saying it so quickly and casually, and the crowd is just eating it up. They thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I um, love it. <laughs> it was it was done really well, and the timing was great and everything. So that it it that was that was really good. Uh, when he got to the donuts, he did say Dingleberry Donut, and um, total of 20, Ooh, yeah, 25 okay. <laughs> donuts. So um, I got twenty five. Yeah, twenty five. Yeah. Okay. So all all the ones that you'd expect plus Dingle, um, in place of Marionberry, and um, no, no Smogberry, no Crunchberry, no. Uh, Boo berries. It seems like he's going backwards here because didn't at one point we count 26 donuts and we were thinking he was inching up to eventually getting to 27 and now he seems to be going backwards to 25. I think think he's just messing with you guys. That's what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Definitely messing with us. Definitely. Definitely. I'm glad you're the one who said it, Zeb. So Dave and I don't sound conceited. (laughs) Yes, that is what's happening. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm. I made a note right after that that during, and you might have seen this before, but uh, during the uh, the weasels biting his face, Jim had a really very strange solo that kind of emulated weasels biting a face. Yeah, it was like kind of all over <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of tapping. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I love it. And Al said they were. And then right after that, he did the. No, go ahead. He said they were literally tearing me apart. Yeah. Um, and then when he the the little ditty and he starts screaming, there was like the bass fills were all over the place in there, which added to it a little bit. I thought. <laughs> then when we got to the um, the pet names, Al said the tried and true sweetie pumpkin honey muffin, and then ended it with sugar pickle. 
And then <laughs> after Al says, that's the way things go, he um, pointed to Jim and went, guitar solo, um, which I don't think I'd seen yeah. him do before. Oh, he called wow. out the solo. I got confused and thought he added one. I'm like, no, there's actually a solo there. He just called it out. Yeah, think, he doesn't right? usually say that. Right. Um, but he did. And yeah. um, well, he ha- not on this tour. He has said that on, on the previous on tour where they ended with Albuquerque, he would often call a guitar solo uh, and point to Jim. But uh, I don't remember him doing that on this tour before. I remember no, I hearing about that on this tour before. And uh, that that interesting question for those who are keeping track of the spreadsheet: Does that count as a guitar solo, or is that the same uh, Buddy Rich solo situation? In uh... I think um, that's for the spreadsheet makers to decide. Uh, but mm, I will point out: um, so this was my second show in a row seeing Albuquerque, uh, the Riverside show uh, two days earlier. Um, you guys haven't heard this centimeter, but I talked all about how Al said, I messed up. We got to start over. He left the stage. JW came out, introduced <laughs> emo. Emo did, did a couple jokes. Oh, and then, um, love it. you know, Al came out and continued. Well, <laughs> there was no such um, nonsense tonight. It was just the regular fake out where they started over from the beginning of Albuquerque. Um, and, oh, okay. uh, you know, caught his, his, uh, his place. And, um, I made a I made a note I think before that where uh when yeah, he he bites the guy's jugular and uh then he's like you know impersonating his screams when he did the screams he flipped his hair and with the wind it made it look like blood was actually spilling out of his neck like blah, blah, oh with blah. the wind yeah <laughs> did you remember that the the wind made it look really cool That's yeah cool. it looked like there was actually wow. something flying out of his neck yeah <laughs> no I did not catch that I thought that was so cool and um, you know what? You were on the wrong side. You know, you were way over on the gym side, so you might not have actually seen it because it was on the other side. So okay, okay, it was a, it was a neat effect for sure. That's awesome. I noticed it last cool. night too. It was pretty pretty great. So, um, and you're talking about a, a different show, uh, not uh, Riverside, since our timelines are a little mixed up here. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, sorry, Dave. <laughs> Time travelers, <laughs> all of you. Yeah. So um, there was some uh, – so then it went into the uh, the fake, uh, you know, intermission or fake um, backstage uh, waiting for an encore. And uh, Jim was tuning his guitar and then I, – I, I have to assume it was a joke and he wasn't actually. But he was sort of like shaking his guitar upside down as if there was something stuck in the hole. He was trying to get out. Oh, the pick. <laughs> yeah, you always lose your pick in a guitar hole. I didn't notice that. It was really funny. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Um, Bermuda, yeah. um, he started wiping his face. He started cleaning his glasses. He started cleaning the chimes. Bermuda's just wiping <laughs> everything down. Um, it was really sweet because yeah. Miles and Ruben, they just they hugged and were sort of sat uh, together. Yeah, sat together and uh, they were posing for some photos. And um, Al sort of did his regular thing. And um, yeah, it was really good. And, and uh, so then Al came back and said that they were going to take a uh, an audience request and asked everyone to shout at the same time. And uh, he said, wow, a lot of Wilson Pickett fans. <laughs> and uh, says, this song begins with me counting to three, like so. And um, <laughs> then they went into Land of 1000 Dances. By Wilson ah, Pickett. Yes. That's what it's called. 
which uh, I believe we saw at one point. Um, yeah, we saw that in, um, I want to say, uh, one of the Minnesota shows. I'm blanking on which one it is. Yeah, probably one of those. Probably the one with the most dances. <laughs> yes. I think it was Mankato. Um, so then, I think you're right, but yes. So I wanted to point out, um, remember how I mentioned the guy sitting next to me who said this is his first Al concert and his favorite song is White and Nerdy? Mm-hmm. Um, during yes. Land of a Thousand Dances, he got up and left and did not hear the next song. <laughs> oh. oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ouch! <laughs> Uh, but uh, Al said I want to sincerely thank that breaks your heart doesn't it oh. Al said I want to sincerely thank each and every one of you and he said one more time for the amazing Miles J and um, oh and then oh um, on that song I was I, I had a couple notes on the on the cover okay I wrote sweet bass and then and then it was at this point in the show it didn't occur to me the whole time before that you know he's playing bass it's amazing he's singing everything's amazing and then it just hits me wait a minute can you do the yoda chant and i'm sitting there going, okay i guess we're gonna i guess we're gonna see uh yes i had that exact same thought zeb and i was um i was wondering what is he gonna do is he i mean as someone filling in for the first time on this tour um i would not expect him to do it i would have been perp perfectly fine with him sitting there not doing the yoda chant like you know i I was kind of thinking the same thing it's it's one thing to be a professional bass player and singer and all that and like play songs but then to do a whole lot of gibberish and random you know choreographed uh, gibberish yeah (laughs) it's what it's yeah i mean beautiful gibberish i love it i love the (laughs) chant but like it's 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 a bit crazy you know so a lot of weird syncopations. I mean, especially at the end, it gets real. I can't follow it. I mean, I tried to cover it, right? And I, I completely lost it in that spot. And I did, you know, it's, so I don't know how they do that. But wow. anyway, sorry, we're getting ahead of ourselves. And by we, I mean me. So and by, go ahead. Before we get to the unplugged medley, I wrote something in my notes. Maybe you can help translate this, Zeb. I wrote one R plus G and oh my goodness. <laughs> Any idea? <laughs> one. R, it sounds like math. One R. No, it's one A R E plus G. <laughs> one A R E. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to help you okay, there. Okay. All right. Um, well, so the next song was, of course, um, "Unplugged Medley," which featured uh, a mix of Amish Paradise, "Smells Like Nirvana," "White and Nerdy." Word crimes, Yoda, and uh-huh. the Yoda chant. And so um, I was noticing all throughout the Unplugged Medley, you know, there's certain um, parts that uh, Steve does, like during Smells Like Nirvana, when he goes, ouch, and huh, that kind of stuff. Miles nailed all of that perfectly. Um, wow. During word crimes, where um, Steve does that, like, deep part, um, or two different deep parts. Now, dude, I stammer. Uh, my yeah. Miles did it perfectly. It sound you know it was deep and yeah. exact, and uh, we got to the Yoda chant, and sure as heck, Miles nailed it. <laughs> it was amazing. Whew. It was wow, incredible. He you know he was doing the dance, he was singing the the parts, he was doing Steve's parts through you know, um, he, I think he was even more pronounced during the Ferris Jaca part. 
Um, I could really hear him doing, you know, his uh, his round of it, and I don't know. It's just it blew me away. <laughs> he was so good. Yeah. And um, now I'm very impressed with that. I'm very impressed with Miles, you know, picking that up and uh, and being able to do that on. I'm guessing, you know, well, his, his first concert, right? So being able to pick that up, and I'm sure he had time to pra- obviously must have had time to practice it uh but still that that's pretty impressive i do remember um that i did see uh somebody fill in for for jim I've, I've seen people fill in for steve and jim on occasions before but i saw somebody fill in for jim uh danny brandt uh to do the uh at, at several shows uh when jim was out doing something else and uh, and I remember that for the Yoda chant, uh, Danny just each each time he would uh, he would not be able to keep up with it because he just it was went by too fast and he would often just stand there and just he would he would do the lyrics but he would not do the actions and uh, or he would just stand there with a shocked look on his face <laughs> as everybody else did it. So it was uh, so so it's it's it's, it's very impressive. Response, yes. Yes, it's basically you know how I sit in the audience when I'm uh, when I'm watching them do the Yoda chant. I have the shock look on my face that they can actually perform that uh, <laughs> so incredible each and every time. But yeah, but yeah. to hear that that Miles was able to to do that is 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 incredible and it doesn't really surprise me because I know he is a very accomplished musician. But still, that that's. How do you, you can't practice that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's a little different than music in a way. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Right. It's, it's something different. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, and even if you do practice that in front of a mirror, being up on stage in front of a thousand people and having to do that yeah. uh, with the, the pressure of everyone looking yeah. at you has got to gotta be crazy on your first day on the job. <laughs> I've, I've wondered cool. about that chant since since I tried to do it. I know, I know that I think you know, members get monitors to kind of look at, I assume, during their performances. So I'm wondering, but even if you had something to read, I don't know how you'd keep up with, like, how <laughs> right. fast it goes and the <laughs> it dancing. It so and, fast. Yeah, it's, and, it's almost uh, like... But I am curious yeah. to know if there's any if there's any timing that goes with it, and they seem to do it in the same exact key every time. So I don't know if that... If they all have perf- perfect pitch, or maybe Al has perfect pitch, and they start them in the right spot. But, like, I have a lot of questions about that chant. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like there That's could amazing. be for sure. There could be a whole series about the chant, um, and maybe there should be. Because um, <laughs> I know ever since I was a kid, Yoda chant was always has always been like so fascinating to me, and I know um, it seems to be very fascinating to a lot of fans. So uh, maybe there's something to that. So they ended the show at ten forty one. It was a fantastic show, um, Dave. I wish you could have been there. Uh, I wish Jonathan Shockley could have been oh, there. I, wish and I could have been there too. His tickets. I wish UH <laughs> Jeff and Adriana and Scott Sorensen could have joined me. And, uh, you know, it was just incredible. But, um, <laughs> Zeb, right after the show ended, you, you came right down um, and, and we kind of met up by my seat. And we were talking about how incredible it was to hear Take Me Down. And um, that's yep. that's when another member of the audience uh, decided to chime in on our conversation. Yeah, that was funny because we were we were we were wondering if it had ever been played. You know, not obviously in this. He mentioned it's not being played on this tour, but we were wondering, gosh, how often has that been played before, if ever? 
And what did what did that guy say exactly? The guy, the, like on any other tour, well, has it been so, played? Was the question. Zeb, and he said, well, no, Zeb and I were uh, we're having yeah, so we're we're having this private conversation. We're we're talking. It's not like we're inviting people in, but this guy decides to join in, which you know it's fine. It's a you know friendly environment. The guy comes over to us. He's like, in my experience, but he sort of he was a little bit like, um, uh, what's a, how would you describe it, Zeb? He wasn't pomp, pom- uh, pompous. Would you say pompous? Yeah, maybe. Like confident. Like he's like, yeah, like he knew. Pompous, stuff overconfident. We like, he's like, oh, did he? So he came over and he's like, well, you know, seeing. Smug, maybe? See, yeah. Smug, very smug. Uh, seeing the noobs, uh, Zeb and I, um, he said, well, in, in my experience, <laughs> in my time, I have never, ever seen Al perform Take Me Down Live. And trust me, I've seen four shows. <laughs> so uh that was <laughs> i feel bad i feel bad making fun but i'm like uh this gentleman here has seen like 30 something already on this tour <laughs> the reason yeah i mean and i'm like there's a gentleman here who's on show 389 um right. uh, i don't know what to- <laughs> i mean of course, we're not making fun of the guy for having only seen four shows. You see one sh- show, and that's awesome. We're making fun of how smug the guy was to us. It's like, come on, dude! Like, <laughs> you should, uh, you should uh, save your pompousness for somewhere else. Um, but we had a good laugh, and then <laughs> walked away. Maybe and... we just took it the wrong way. I'm sure he had good intentions. Oh, I'm sure he did too. I'm sure he did. But I think he definitely wanted to impress us, and unfortunately, did not. but um no it was uh it was so cool and uh after the concert so zeb you met up with me and jeremy found us and then we found shalimar who is um kind of the the queen bee rubinette and she had um these really cool uh bracelets for us yep uh ruben and, uh, and el maestro bracelets and um nice yeah we um zeb and i got our picture taken we took a picture before that though we did slowly get kicked out oh right we did you know (laughs) kind of walk back a little bit tradition continues as is tradition yes kind of slowly kicked out (laughs) can i see your pass you don't have a pass you can't be here oh and then we walk like five feet oh can i oh no you can't be here you know um but yes we it was cold by then too the wind had really picked up so it was it was okay moving (laughs) Yeah, it was it was good. And do you know what time it was that we actually finally departed? Was it like midnight? Um, no, I don't think it was that late. I I think it was eleven thirty, probably. I feel like I drove for an hour before you called me. Yeah. So Zeb and I, um, we had this great idea. <laughs> oh, I should mention. I should mention uh, before we actually completely got kicked out. Uh, there was some discussion of a national bucket hat sort shortage. <laughs> so I thought I better go get one. Yes. So I went and got one, and Mar- Marnie kept it open for me, and I bought a hat, and then then we were uh, uh, kicked out. <laughs> yes, completely. The uh, the national bucket hat shortage. Uh, Dave, I did get you one of the new colors uh, in Riverside, um, and I, I got I got some for Thank myself. You. And um, yeah, she was on the final couple um, by the time we were leaving, and uh, surprisingly, they were also selling lunch boxes. Um, at the show, which um, I hadn't oh. um, seen very often or at all this tour, so that was cool to see. They had the lunch boxes, the silver ones. Um, 
And yeah, so yeah. I guess it was around eleven thirty, Zeb. We- well, let, let me ask you. Let me ask you, Ethan, because I haven't heard the the Riverside centimeter yet. So if you did cover all this on there, I apologize. You can just maybe answer my question quickly. Uh, I know that that uh, there were some shows, and it might have been. I don't know if it was Paso Robles or or some of the other ones in California that were added after the they had initially printed the T-shirts. Did do they have updated? tour shirts with updated tour dates on them yes yes so um yes in uh pass in uh riverside was my first show uh that they had the new shirts with the new um places on the back so they do have those now with i believe santa clarita and okay cool um a couple other ones i can't remember offhand but yep they do have the fully updated shirts uh with all the dates those are now available and probably the only ones you can get now i would assume um, at least while you're at those, yeah, I would those guess. Shows. Um, <laughs> but so Zeb had to go, I don't know, three hours north, and I had to go three hours south. Yep. Um, so we had the idea: well, what if we just, you know, to keep each other awake, just get on the phone? So Zeb and I hopped on the road in our opposite directions, and um, we took the first hour to decompress from the concert and then the last two hours we yeah. spent uh, <laughs> chatting. And it was, it was, it was really nice. It was great to uh, chat with you, Zeb. Oh, nice. We talked about the concert quite a yeah. bit. And, um, we, it was, and it was we both got to our destinations almost at the exact same time. I think two thirty, right? I, I was there at two yeah, thirty. I, I, I got back. I, I, yeah, I had maybe like five more minutes <laughs> after you and I chatted that, um, I had to drive or something. So it was, it was pretty weird how close it was. Yeah. We covered the state of California uh, wow. basically in uh, two directions. Well, I guess from San Francisco <laughs> down. But yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was good. Nice. It was a good show. Um, and, uh, I don't know if you have any questions for us, Dave, or if you're ready to, uh, reveal, well, I, um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I know have any questions, but I do have some comments that okay. I, I, I do want to just kind of comment mention. Um, I definitely, uh, again, have, hearing you both of you go through the set list and everything that went on, it certainly was a sounded like a, a fun time, a fun set list. Sounded like a fun venue outside. I don't, I have not seen Weird Al outside on this uh, particular tour. Oh, that's right. Yet, and I don't know if I will, but uh, but uh, so I it's, it's it's always fun for me to hear about outdoor concerts. But uh, I do want to. To, to mention what a uh, <laughs> it, it sounds like uh, from everything that you've said about Miles J, he did an incredible job uh, on bass. So so that's really cool that to hear all that. And what a tough set list, I guess, for his first show. A lot of really long songs. Uh, UHF, The Night Santa Went Crazy, yeah. and of course, Albuquerque. How about getting that on your first show? And Craigslist, uh, where he's playing the piano. Why it's always happened to me in a, Craigslist and yeah. take me down where it's yeah you know right just maybe right I was gonna yeah I was getting to that and take me down which is a song that he's gonna learn once <laughs> right. you know to play once and in Land of a Thousand Dances presumably also you know he, although he may have been familiar with that one because you know it's a popular song uh, but um, yeah so so that 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 hearing that, that Miles did an incredible job filling in is wonderful to hear both of you say that. Uh, and I did, 
did ask Frank to look a little bit into where else uh, Land of a Thousand Dances was performed. And you're right, it was performed at the show that we went to in Mankato oh, cool. on July 23rd. But it was also performed a second time on this tour, or a, I guess a, a previous time on that tour, on the uh, June 4th show in Denver at the uh, Ellie Calkins Opera House. Okay. So, so that, shows, that song's been performed three times, and you were there for twice two of them and i was there for one of them and you would have been there for two of them if if um i could have gone to the denver i would have been i did not go to the i I did not go to the denver show but but yeah there's a couple songs that have been performed three times a couple cover songs have been performed three times uh but so far as of this recording uh, none have been performed more than three times so um well dave are you ready Uh, to choose your pick of the night <laughs> I, th- I think so all right let's think, listen uh, for I the think song I'm ready. uh there are a couple a couple content a couple contenders wait, wait, a couple contenders uh right. should i go through my contenders first or what are we doing here well when does frank play the song that's i don't i don't recall <laughs> i usually cue frank to play the song i'll say frank play the song all right so when i'm ready to make my final pick yeah why don't you go through your contenders so so uh, I got to say that uh, your description of the uh, Dare to be Stupid prison lounge version, uh, the introduction to that would have probably definitely been on my radar as something that <laughs> I would have loved to have seen here. Uh, You're a fan, <laughs> fan sure. of bestiality, are you? Bestiality um, <laughs> prison version. <laughs> well, it's just different, uh, right? Just, yeah. The, the absurdity of this story of more yes uh and uh i'm sure that that would have definitely been on there um your description the, the fact that that miles j was able to pick up the yoda chant um as well as everything else that he had to learn for this concert uh probably would have impressed me quite a bit i know we've talked about whether or not we can split out the yoda chant or if it has to be the entire unplugged medley but that would have, yeah, I guess the unplugged medley would have been in contention. But I feel like had I been there, I think uh, this is, I think probably the obvious one. So let's let's uh, get Frank to uh, to play that theme song for me. Dave's pick of the night. All right, Dave. What was your pick <laughs> of the night? By our very own Zeb Lemke, the pick of the night theme song. But I'm going to say that if I was there, I would have absolutely gone crazy to see him perform Take Me yep. Down. Half hour away from San Luis Obispo, <laughs> for sure, Take Me Down. All right, well, let's let's uh, cue up this song. It's and Zeb. Of Dave's pick of the night. All right, I think uh, Zeb and I had this conversation in our two-hour discussion that night. Uh, Zeb, what was our uh, guess for Dave's pick of the night? It was Take Me Down. We We win! win! (laughs) (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. You got it. We did it. Wow. Uh, That was an easy one. (laughs) Yeah. And also, uh, I'm pretty sure... Uh, you would have been replaced with a tarantula, Dave, if that was not your pick of the night, if you had been there. <laughs> it was pretty stinking majestic. Yeah, I'm so jealous that you got to see to see Take Me Down. It's another one. Yeah, if if it is true, it's only going to be played once. And it probably will because uh, it, it doesn't make much sense 
to play that outside of the San Luis Obispo yeah. area. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If, uh, if it's only played once, then I'm, I'm sad I missed it and I don't get the opportunity to get to hear it again. Now, because Jeremy Samples was in the audience, I had a, a bit of a realization chatting with him. Um, at least as far as we know, uh, you know, across the tour, uh, in the pre um encore um al is playing a a select list of songs and there's only two songs that have only been performed once so far and that is dave and ethan's 2000 inch weird al podcast theme song and take me down and jeremy and i hold the special distinction of being at both of those um (laughs) so i i feel very lucky that um that i got to see both of those one-offs because those are two of my favorite things uh al has ever performed (laughs) Yeah, there are there are thirty eight songs that are in regular rotation, and then of course those two extra that you mentioned for sure. Yeah, those are the only two that have been played once. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you got to see that song at least you and Zeb. <laughs> if I couldn't see it, we wish you were there, Dave. Well, um, yeah. the next show I saw, I guess the next centimeter will be my trip to Temecula. Um, which was a casino show and um, look, look forward to telling you about that in the next episode. Uh, anything you want to let us know, Zeb, before we go? Uh, not really. I guess if anyone hasn't seen it, I did do that uh, parody of hardware store called Weird Al Show all about this concert series. And uh, I got a lot of the information from these centimeter episodes. <laughs> I'd been to a couple of shows myself, but that was uh, a thing that did and nearly killed me, but uh, it was fun. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's not something that uh, we've gotten to discuss, because I, I guess it came out between um, I our think last I, Centimeter yeah, show and, and Dave and I haven't I think I released it on the intro Thursday, podcast, the day of that Paso Robo show, because I was like, well, I have to do it before I'm going to the show, right? So I had to... I had to push myself to get it done before then. <laughs> but yeah. Now, did you share it in our um, official Facebook no, group? No, I don't think Zeb? I've shared it anywhere besides just like randomly there. sending it to people. Because I was kind of sharing it with people to see if they're okay with me putting <laughs> a lot of their images in it, even though they only flash on the screen for like yeah. <laughs> 0.5 seconds. But um, So I kind of haven't really actually yeah, done that, but I, I could do that. Well, I think you should. I think it's... Yeah, well, maybe, maybe it's, get that up on a, our Facebook group. As a way yeah, to kind of sure. cleanse myself, I did a, another cover of uh, Good Enough for Now in, in kind of the same style as Hardware Store. So that one was kind of fun and real short, so I didn't have oh. to hurt myself to do it. <laughs> oh, but, wow. Yeah. No, I got nothing else to say. I just The shows were a lot of fun, and I, you know, just, just a total blast. A lot of positive energy and just great to see you guys and and um, and hear some good songs and, and laugh and... Uh, Enjoy it, you know? Oh, yeah. It was so cool to, to finally meet you, Zeb, after all these years of, you online. of um, <laughs> being friends online. Yeah. No, no, it's it's so great. And I, I know uh, a lot of people are jealous that um, that I got to meet you uh, since you're, you're so separated from, you know, like the L.A. people and, of course, the East Coast people. So um, hopefully um, more people will get to be in your presence, Zeb. I think that... Um, that's what we need. That's what the world needs is more Zeb. So thank you for, for uh, coming and doing this with us, Zeb. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks for joining us. And say hi to the boyos for us.
That was Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent, bonus episode 34 centimeter. Help, I'm stuck. Help, I'm stuck. To that bubblegum wall. I got a little too close, just couldn't stay away. Help, I'm stuck. Help, I'm stuck. To that bubblegum wall. I've got to get down soon before I decay.